Hey everybody, welcome back to the One More Thing podcast for Marsh Creek Community Church. Uh, my name is Ryan Stockton. I'm the pastor here, and as usual lately, I'm joined here by my wife, Andrea. Hi there, Marsh Creek. Hey, so um, yeah, gosh, we're, we're coming off of another uh, Being Bic sermon yesterday talking about um, simplicity. Living simply and relying on God were the two uh, core values that we talked about. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's see here. We didn't get any specific questions about that, but um, Isla, our daughter, was, was listening. And Andrea told me yesterday that she said this, but during the sermon, Isla turned to Andrea and said, Oh, Daddy should tell the story about our glasses in our kitchen. And, uh, and I was like, oh, that really would have been a good idea. So I, a lot of you know that I preach my sermons every week to my wife for feedback, and and, uh, and they always end up being so, so much better uh, because of that. But I should start preaching to Isla first, too, because <laughs> she has some good ideas every once in a while, too. Um, but anyway, what Isla was talking about was the uh, the drinking glasses that we have in our kitchen. Uh, we, we, over the years we've gone through, you know, as glasses break or as dishes break, you know, you get new ones every once in a while. But when our kids were young, they all had like the plastic cups, you know, from, you know, just plastic cups when you have the young kids so they don't break. Right. And we had a million of those. And the thing about the plastic cups is that they, when, when you wash them in the dishwasher, this is such a first world problem thing here. Yeah. But like when they come out of the dishwasher, they're never really dry. Like you have to take them out. And so the top rack of our dishwasher was always so wet because all the dishes up there were the plastic bowls and cups and all that stuff. And so when was it? A couple years ago we did this? Yeah, I think so. Um, Andrea had this idea to just say, all right, everybody gets one glass. One glass. That's what we're doing. And... So we like cut down on all these mugs and cups and we didn't get rid of everything, but we got rid of a lot. And everyone now, everyone has their own cup that's shaped uniquely for them. And it has been like revolutionary for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the time that we've gained in our daily life is significant <laughs> yeah. from not having yeah. to dry off all the plastic where every time it comes out of the dishwasher, first of all. But second, I mean, there would be 12 or 15 plastic cups that had been scattered all around the house come the end of the day because the kids just knew they could go grab another one every time they were thirsty. So now they have to find their cup. And it's not hard to find their cup, right? There are I mean, only so many places. There are only so many places it can be, <laughs> right? And and they they know which one is theirs, and they they wash and dry easily. And yeah, we're not. Oh my gosh, mm. it's been huge for us. So we still have extra glasses and stuff for whenever we a have a couple. Yeah, we a got couple. rid of a. So so Ryan said something about how you don't have to be a minimalist, but I would like to be one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm working on it. And I'm working on everybody yeah. else. I wouldn't which... mind minimalism either. I wouldn't. I just, I feel bad help, like our, with our kids, imposing you know, imposing on minimalism on our kids. Well, That's the where is, I, yeah. the definition of minimalism can vary. But the one that I like the most is that you keep only the things that are valuable and useful for you. Mm, that's good. 
So you're no Keep one's the things asking that are you, valuable and useful. That's good. No one's asking you to get rid of things that you use or need mm-hmm. or care very strongly about. You yeah. know, you can be a minimalist who has a teacup collection because teacups are your thing. Mm. Right? Yeah. But you don't also keep everything else just in case stashed away somewhere. You know, yeah. so you remove the the excess. And we've we've <laughs> gotten pretty case. good at that over the years. We lived mm-hmm. in Brooklyn for almost fifteen years in tiny apartments with barely closets and yeah, not a lot we've of room never to had a garage. There. We've never yep. right now we have a shed, but the mice live there more than we do, so yeah. they eat whatever we <laughs> <laughs> leave out there. And yeah. So Anyway, we've had a lot of practice, and I listen to lots of YouTubers and <laughs> yeah. I mentioned the YouTuber about- <laughs> I listen. One of the YouTubers I watch is Living Big in a Tiny House, and a lot of the YouTubers that Andrea listens to and watches are minimalists. Yes. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so one of those one of these days, those two things will marry well. Well, they we'll do live, marry very yes, well. Yes, and we'll live in a tiny <laughs> you house. You have to be minimalist. We'll have, yeah. Live right. In a tiny yeah. House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's anyway. that. Uh, I used to I used to um, work in, as a paralegal in a legal department, and one of my jobs was to uh, maintain and and administer our records retention policy. And what that meant was, you know, it was a policy that that said how long we were supposed to keep certain business records, certain document types. And one of the things we kept saying constantly was, "Just in case" is not a business reason. So, uh, you know, people, so many people, as we'd go in, we'd do cleanups in their departments. They'd be like, oh, we need to keep this just in case. I'm like, nope, just in case is not a business reason <laughs> for keeping this. What is your business reason, reason for holding on to that? So I feel like some of what you were saying is, Absolutely. yeah, just in case is not a reason to hold on to this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, everybody has a choice of how they want their space to be sure. and function. But yeah. over the years, as we've made intentional decisions to, to have less... It's enabled us to use spaces for functional purposes besides mm. just storing stuff. Yeah. You know, we yeah. our basement in the last house wasn't very nice or finished, but it turned into the, you know, video game. Yeah, the de facto rec room. Yeah. Cave. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. And we did that by getting rid of things getting we weren't using. Stuff. Yeah. Right? We just cleared out more, cleared mm. out more. Yeah. When so, we moved in, that basement was pretty full of stuff. Yes. But instead, and instead of finding places to put that stuff, right. we, we, and by we, I mean Andrea, worked really hard. Right. To at, donate and to sell. To donate and, and sell. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Which allowed us to have the room for more experiential experiential type activities like mm-hmm. <laughs> like video games but <laughs> but video games you can watch movies down there you could spend time you ping pong you could just spend time together as a family down there mm-hmm. yeah yep. so or the yep. kids with their friends or actually mm-hmm. it was great because it was already by the time covid hit yeah we were kind of bummed because we were hoping it'd be like done by that winter and yeah. then we're like oh man we're a couple months late yeah and then it was march of 2020 <laughs> yeah it was march of 2020 and all of a sudden our kids had to have a lot of indoor recess yes <laughs> at our house because that's where they were doing school and so we're like yay we got the ping pong table set up let's go go downstairs indoor recess <laughs> yes that's right. it worked out really well um, right. so yeah so anyway oh, one last thing oh, about okay. about that ryan <laughs> talked about how it can be useful to get rid of just one thing. Mm, okay. I think that's crap. Because oh, one thing is not going to make enough of a difference well, to notice. It's not, it that, it makes, it's not okay. that it makes a physical difference. Right. What I meant, so maybe I wasn't 
clear. What I meant was mentally, like emotionally, like yes, because there's one thing that I kept seeing as I kept reading and stuff about this, and I obviously haven't done nearly as much as you have, Andrea. But as I would read about this and stuff, one of the advice bits of advice was just start with one thing because. You know, when you st- when you get rid of that one box, boy, that feels good. Yes. And it, it, or when you just get rid of one thing, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. And you know what? Actually, I don't think I need this either. And so, like, it right. can build on that. It's a, it's the mental hurdle. It's the way to get over that mental obstacle. Not so much that it'll make a big difference in your physical space. I, so I that's do what, agree <laughs> with that. I think that's fine. But okay, yeah, so I'm not as full of it as you. There's a messy middle <laughs> that lasts a long time. Mm. when you're if you really want to make an intentional effort to to have less you know it's great to see the small wins along the way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but you can get rid of probably 60 percent of your stuff and not feel a huge difference for Mm. a lot of people who really go that far they would say "Eh, it's around the 70 or the 80 percent that i really feel like oh now i don't have to pay spend all this time Mm. managing all my crap like yeah that's a lot and so some people talk about like a clutter threshold where Mm. um actually there's specific person dana k white from a slob comes clean (laughs) so and we all have a different amount of stuff that we can manage easily and it doesn't Mm. take up all of our time yeah to do so So that's good so well we didn't mean for this to turn into a minimalist podcast but (laughs) But anyway, just some a- extra thoughts uh, about some of that because obviously Andrea does a lot of thinking about yeah. that, and and it's all good. All good thoughts. It's uh, it's it's helped our family for yes, sure, quite and a bit. Uh, helped our home. Uh, so, like I said, we didn't get uh, questions about yesterday's sermon, uh, so we just wanted to elaborate on a couple of things there. But we did get some other questions, and we just wanted to talk about one of them today, and uh, the other one might fit better next week. Uh, after next week's sermon, so we're, we're going to see if that works better there. But, but one one question came in <clears throat> that dealt with uh, there's somebody in this person's family who is getting married to a transgender person, and this person is wondering if they should go to the wedding. Uh, they say, you know, my head and my heart say yes, but there are apparently some other members of the family who are saying no that they shouldn't go. So the question is, what should Christians do in this scenario? Um, so I don't, I don't want to spend too, too much time on here because there, there's, there's a ton of uh, just things that are very personal, right? So ultimately, you have to go with you know your conscience. Um, but I think if you the, the biggest thing is that we communicate love. In, in all that we do, we need to communicate love. You know, when you look at the example of Jesus, mm. that's what he did. The times that he didn't communicate, the times when he gave more like the tough love or really stuck it to people, it was to the church people, the, mm-hmm. the, the Jews and the, temp, the temple people, the, the hyper-religious people, they were the ones who really needed the, the, the uh, cattle prod, so to speak, <laughs> from, from Jesus. Um, when it came to everyone else, though, Jesus was a magnet. I mean, people mm-hmm. couldn't stay away from him they, because he loved them. He, he accepted them. Now, he said, you know, go and sin no more and leave your life of sin. He said that a few times, but 
but he also and, and people knew that you know people knew where he stood on things and they you know he he didn't compromise his his beliefs or his words but he just loved people mm-hmm. and that was what he he led with like we said in, in one of those elephant in the room series he led with love not with the law or right. whatever your interpretation of the law is he led with love and i think that is i think that's probably the guiding principle that will that should probably govern the most in this situation right because mm-hmm. if you if you don't go to the wedding you're automatically cutting yourself off from future relationship mm-hmm. um and it's an, it, it may not totally end if you don't go but i mean they're gonna they're going to get married one way or the other, whether you're there or not. Right, or whether the whole family decides to not go. Yeah. What will that say? Yeah, it's not going to change what yeah. the choice they make. Mm-hmm. So can you show love to your family member? And in that way, conver- rooms room for conversation is still open. You know, it, it just seems like that's the much wiser thing to do rather than cutting off any potential opportunity for further love and influence in their life. Um, yeah, I also um, want to jump in that, um, you know, the the topic of gender changes and homosexuality and all of these things, um, there's, a, there's a really wide... Um, What's the word? There are a lot of different opinions about about all of that mm-hmm. within our church and within the church in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, so I think you know this this may not seem and seem like an issue at all for some people. Like, well, why would you not go? Right. <clears throat> you yeah. know, but for someone for whom they might say, well, I think that you know, if God made you this gender, then that's what you should stay or Mm-hmm. Or, you know, only marry one of the other gender that, you know, some people would perceive that as a, as a sin. I mean, and not, like I said, not everybody might agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so that could be really hard for someone to say, well, you know, I'm not sure I approve of this. You know, mm-hmm. does God approve? I'm not, I don't, mm. maybe not, you yeah. know, but and so that concern of like, well, is it going to look like I'm endorsing the wedding or if I'm, you right. know, but I, I totally agree, right. Ryan, with where you yeah. landed because yeah. no, they didn't ask you, should we get married? <laughs> right? Yeah. They asked you, will you come and love us? Will you right. come and- Will you be will, a part of our celebration and a part of our life? Part of our life. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you do have a couple of choices yeah. and- you know, if you can't do mm-hmm. what you can't do, then you can't do it. If you're right, yeah. If you really, you know, mm-hmm. feel a certain way, but mm-hmm. recognize that it's not, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not as clear cut for some as it is for others. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And another another consideration is that there are there are relational consequences. Sounds really heavy and bad, but. I can't think of a better word. Ramifications, maybe, uh, to whatever choice you make. Yeah, or there um, could be. There, there could, there could be. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what the relationship with this person is with the rest of their family. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they go to the wedding, yes, it's communicating love to that family member and right. keeping the doors open for conversation. But what will it do to their relationship with the other rest of their fa- the rest of their family who are saying no, you shouldn't go? Um, 
So I'm not saying that that should be a determiner one way or the other. I'm just saying that we recognize that there are a lot of factors in these conversations. And you want to have a relationship with all of your family. Mm. You know, you don't want to cut any of that off. Um, so, yeah, we recognize that it's difficult. But if, if, you're, if you're asking me, <laughs> which this person kind of did, if you're asking me, I, I feel like Jesus would go to that wedding. Um, and I don't think anyone would um, question where he stood on it. Mm. I don't think so. I, I think people knew where Jesus stood on things. That wasn't their question. The question was, is he going to love me? Can't you know? Will he still accept me? You know, into his kingdom, and and so I feel like I feel like he'd I feel like he'd go. Maybe that sounds sacrilegious to some of you, but uh, but there's that. But also personally, from a personal perspective, I had this situation, a similar situation, put in my camp back when I was in college. So this is going back a ways, everybody. So um, college is getting further and further away for us as the as the days go by. But um, back in the day, I don't know if you if any of you remember this, but when it, when the internet was first becoming all you know ubiquitous and everything like that, um, if you met somebody online, like romantically, a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, if you met online, that was scandalous in the early days. At the very days. least, very sketchy. Yeah, at the very least, sketchy. <laughs> Yeah, so we're um, talking this is early, early 2000s. Early, yeah, right? early 2000s, maybe even late 90s, but definitely way early 2000s. Um, so anyway, I got a call once from some parents of a really good friend of mine from earlier in my childhood who said, hey, if you get a call from your friend, our son, um, we he's going to ask you about going to his wedding and we, we can't. You can't go to this. You can't accept this. You can't. You can't be a part of this because he met this girl online, and it's it's not good. Um, and you know their biggest critique was that they had met online. It wasn't right? So it wasn't that, that she wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It didn't seem to be so much about her character or the nature mm. of the relationship. It was the it was the fact that they met online, which again was really sketchy. And some of us these days, that's like the default of how you meet people is online. So <laughs> yeah. it sounds weird now, but you know, 20 plus years ago, that was a thing for, for a lot of people. And, uh, I respected his parents and everything like that. I called my folks and honestly, I don't even remember what they said. I don't want to throw them under the bus because honestly, their advice could have been perfectly awesome. I just don't remember it. <laughs> um, but I did end up getting a call from my friend asking me to be, I think I've been a part of his wedding, not just oh. go. And I, I said no. And it wasn't going to be easy for me to go just because we were in school at the time. It was going to happen during school. Um, and so it would have been hard for me to get there anyway. So it wasn't hard for me to come up with a quote-unquote excuse. But that wasn't going to be – those weren't the determining factors. It was the fact that I was feeling pressure from his family and, uh, and, and from what I knew of internet dating being sketchy and rough and whatever – and I regret it. I, I regret not going. Um, and so, you know, all of that to say, even if it wasn't a great relationship, and mm. I can't speak to that, so I, I won't, but even if it was, he was still my friend. Mm -hmm. And looking back on it, I, I, I feel like, I, you know, you, you don't want to should yourself to death. Um, but I feel like I should have gone, you know, he, he was my, he was my friend. Um, and he, he, you know, he was asking for me to be his friend is what when, he was asking At the time for. when most of yeah. his family was 
leaving him. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I, I... Heartbreaking. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. And so, you know, I, I don't... I don't lay awake thinking about it all the time, but it just, I was reminded of that incident when this question came in. So for whatever it's worth, that was my personal experience in that. And it, it definitely colors the way I think now. Um, so yeah, do you have any other thoughts you want to add to this, sweetie? No, nothing else. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's there's always a lot of nuance in these kinds of questions. And so we're not trying to speak to every possible permutation of whatever these situations could be, but... But err on the side of Jesus' love. Especially if that's what your heart is telling you to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the question don't, says... I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't worry yeah. so much about... Christians say lots of things, don't they? The, so <laughs> if... <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, I'll bring it back to the, the WWJD bracelet, you know? I, hey, uh, yeah, right. So. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another One More Thing. Uh, again, check out the sermons online on our website uh, or on our YouTube channel. You can check them out there as well. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.